0: What's up, my fellow stoners? I'm not wearing pants today, Annie. I think you made that joke in the other one when we did the debate. And I'm Minty, and this is Fun Untitled, where we start every podcast with an FU. You know, I wanna, I, I just remembered right now, I'm supposed to start every podcast with a Hey, what's up, fairy tale wizards and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't think I've done it till now. Cause we're like recycling ideas of podcast ideas. Yeah. Anyways, this podcast we're gonna go over the characters for Doctor Stone, but don't worry, we're only going to do season one, so that way you can be ready for season two, Stone Wars. Yeah, we normally go arc by arc, but since season one is just one huge arc, it's it's probably easier to go by characters. We could go by invention, but then it's really gonna be a repeat of our last episode then. Yeah, when I smoked minty. <laughs> Weed. Anyways, so let's start with our titicular main character. That's right, I said the word tits. <laughs> um, Senku Ishigami. He's a very interesting protagonist. You want to give a uh, one-line summary of what his whole jazz is? Senku Ishigami is... Super smart. He's a super smart boy who's too smart for his own good. And he's going to use his Wikipedia brain to rebuild the earth. Should we give a plot summary of Doctor Stone? I guess. Doctor Stone is about if for some reason the modern world all the humans got petrified to stone and the swallows, we don't know why. It'll uh, be important later. <laughs> I'm sure. It it's will Chekhov's be. gun. Ooh. Get petrified into stone and like billion of million? Yeah. A good chunk of time has passed and Senku Ishigami is as far as the show Nose is the first human to come out of Stone and he is going to try to rebuild society back to modern age because when he woke up, the world was back to its primitive, off-nature land. I want to say something that pisses me off since day one. It's Dr. Stone. You think, oh, okay, Stone Age, he's a doctor. But then it's revealed it's called Dr. Stone because when they invented soap, um, one of the characters went, Oh, so that's Dr. Stone, because that's the only thing preventing us from getting sick. And I would looked at that character and said, Are we naming our show after Soap? Is that what you're telling me, boy? I mean, Dr. Stone is a pretty unique name. No, it is. I get, don't get me wrong. I wish, you know, someone called Senku Dr. Stone and not Soap. <laughs> I mean, the only other dumber name is Bleach. You know what? Okay. You can say there's this whole thing about how, you know... The Soul Reapers are, like, gonna purify souls or make the black into white like Bleach does, but that is a far stretch of a name. God, if you was an anime fan in the 2010s, there were so many Bleach jokes. Like, before memes became rampant, the picture of a Bleach bottle with the Bleach logo on it was shared <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Cannot tell you how irritating that was. Anyways, let's go back to um, Senku. So, a very interesting protagonist... He definitely is a very has a strong moral compass, but he goes more on logic than emotion, so that's what really strikes him as different. He's kinda sundary because whenever he does something good, he's like, Oh, it was only the most logical thing to do was to help you. Yeah, and that's cute in its own sense. The only bad thing about Senku is I know a lot of people got turned off by Senku because they used him for all the promotional pictures for the anime, and a lot of people got turned off by his hair. Eh, it is what it is. And I think Dr. Stone has been well known for a lot of the gay and cooking scenes. Because they do the ramen, they do the Coca-Cola. Did you say gay cooking scenes? Yeah. Because I think that's Food Wars. <laughs> Foodwise didn't have too many gay couples. Although I did like Erina and Megumi as a ship, and I oh, did, like mean... Soma and I thought the cooking was gay. You mean Senku and Gen. Yeah. I don't think people know Doctor Stone for the cooking scenes. Because when I was talking to my cousin, that was the only thing she knew about the series. And she said that was the only thing she saw people talk about. Interesting. A little off-tangent, reminds me of Golden Kamri. The only thing people knew about Golden Comedy was the gay otter scene. (laughs) And that um, one kid who was named Erection. Oh, interesting. I I didn't know anything about Golden Comedy except that it was supposedly good. Yeah, I never heard anything of Dr. Stone other than that person I follow liked it. Anyways, there's not much to say about Senku other than he's really super smart. Um, I know one person said that Senku was too OP because he was able to count a million years and that's how he was able to break out of stone. Because the faster you, t- you take up calories, the faster you can get out of stone. And the only thing you can do when you're in stone is think. I don't know if OP is the right no, word. No, no, no. That, f- that person clearly did not watch any shonen series. <laughs> because let me tell you some of the bullshit you can get away in shonen. Cause if he was thinking about something like like if he solved the cure of cancer during this whole time, I would say yeah, that's OP. But to just count, yeah, it, it's just more about dedication than anything. It's not really even, even about intelligence or smarts. Yeah, again, that person's opinion kind of negate, not creditable. Do you have a favorite scene of Senku in season one? Do I have a? F- oh, my favorite scene is Senku um mourning the loss of his father. That's a good one, Because no matter what... Because Senku's this cold, hard-ass man who has no emotions whatsoever. But when he finds the grave of his father and he remembers all the... His father was an astronaut, so he avoided the stone petrification. And he comes back to Earth and he pacifically makes an entire village just to help Senku because he had so much belief that Senku would break out. Well, it makes me sound dumb because one of my favorite scenes is, um... Him becoming the leader of Ishigami. Oh that's a good scene. <laughs> No, that was just funny, you know. When he got the, the voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, if you you know, watch Doctor Stone and you know, it's funny. It's kind of a slow start, but if you like about learning applied science things, then it's a really great series to start with. Ah. I just love learning, but I hate actually sitting down and learn. So if you can trick me into learning, I don't know what's good for me. We're captain to the manga and we can say for sure you are almost learning something in almost every chapter. I don't- I don't know if they ever got sued for teaching kids how to make gunpowder. No, right? If you can Google it, you can't get sued for it. Fair enough. Then we go on to Senku's best friend, Taiju. He was my favorite character for so long. Yeah, he definitely what you would think of as the typical protagonist, which he almost was. Yeah, um, fun fact: I don't know if this is rumor or not because Doctor Stone isn't a um strong fandom to have facts yet. But Taiju was supposed to be the main character of Doctor Stone, but then in, in all the drafts, Senku was always the one moving the plot forward because he had all the knowledge and everything, so Taiju got pushed to the back. Yeah, I guess technically we can't say too much about Taiju. I just love that he has a lot of faith in Senku. He also has his own strong moral compass, but more on an emotional level. Taiju is interesting because he was there for the first few episodes of Dr. Stone, and then he gets almost completely written out near the second um half of season one. Ooh, but we'll see him in season two. Yeah, we're going to see him in season two, and he gets a cape. Then we go on to his girlfriend, Yuzuriha. I thought I wasn't gonna like her because they made her seem like this, in the beginning, like kinda like off-standish. Yeah. And just kinda like meek or s- not really meek as in shy, but meek as in quiet. But the fact that, um, she was willing to cut her hair and help Taiju and Senku and make the clothes, um, really showed like, oh, she's just, she's gonna be a very helpful member of the group. And they let her go too. I was like, come on. I don't think they. She makes clothes in season one. They don't have the technology. Like that's the whole reason I went without pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't. Oh yeah, right. Senku makes their clothes right now. because yeah, they make all the clothes out of leather. She does something. She does something. She's <laughs> cute. She's gonna do more and um later on. Not too much. You can't let the women do too much. <laughs> no, yeah, but. Yeah, Izuriha is kinda just Taiji's love interest, and I really like Taiji and Izuriha. Huh? They're really cute together. We go on to the real female protagonist, Kohaku. And yeah. I love Kohaku. Fun fact, um, Kohaku was Boichi's favorite, um, girl character until, um, until later on, this another girl character takes Kohaku's place, but she won't be coming for a long time. But Kohaku's a very good character. She's, I think she is the strongest character in this series, for now. Besides Tsukasa. Except, yeah. Put a tree on her somehow. Not cool, yeah, Sukasa. Yeah, Tsukasa, you sexist piece of shit. <laughs> but I like any tomboy girl, and Kawaku is definitely the embodiment of that. And I really like the scene where they had to make magnets, so she had to um stab that spear into the ground so that the lightning can strike the iron to make it into a magnet. Oh. God, what scene do I like? I gotta keep it to season one. I think Kohaku is... I am gonna bring Yasuhime into this. Kohaku is what Tora should have been. Because, you know, she's really worried about her sister, but not to a point where almost everything she does is just for her sister. That's true. Kohaku was very interested in Senku and science, even though she she thinks it's witchcraft. Yeah. And Kohaku actually makes good relationships with people outside her sister. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Anyway... You can't think of a single thing you like for Kohaku in season one? I keep thinking of things outside of season one that I really like. No no, I I like Kohaku. I I appreciate that Kohaku is the strongest in her village. You know what my favorite scene is? I like that um when she went to go save Suika, knowing that it's probably just some kind of lie being okay. told by um Megma's little friend. Tiny boy. Yeah, and then like she was even and even though she ran out, she she almost jeopardized the whole thing about saving Ruri in a sense, right? Yeah, she, she comes back and finds Suika okay, and like to her, that's all that really mattered, yeah, so that's my favorite scene of season one for Kohaku. That was a good one. um Nakaku Senku ship is trash, by the way. These, have you seen people? Oh, here? honey! He was a boy, she was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? So many people I've seen ship it, and I was like... I don't see it. I'm sorry, if you look at Kohaku and you think that's straight... Mm. Kohaku or Senku? I Both, to be honest. I mean, can you imagine Kohaku with a guy? I could see it with a guy. I could also see Senku with a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see Kohaku with any guy that exists in Dr. Stone? No. Yeah, right? Right, yeah. And okay, so Kaku's kind of my number two. We go on to my number one, (laughs) which is Chrome. I love Chrome. I love how he's the kid who just wants to try everything. Actually, I think we had this conversation outside of the podcast where um, every character is almost like a protagonist that could have been a Dr. Stone. But Senku was chosen because he would have been the one that fits best for the series and is the most unique of all enemies, Because Chrome is like the protagonist that like is new to the world. Yeah. And so he needs to be explained everything. Yeah. Even though technically um, Senku had to explain everything to everyone. I think Chrome and Senku at first you think Chrome is redundant because why do we need two inventors? Mm-hmm. But I think the book really balances out with Chrome figuring things out his own way. Like this is season two spoilers so I won't go into it. But Chrome really does take everything Senku teach him, teaches him to heart and it's just so like It's kind of like when Senku's like, look at that, Tsukasa. Even if you kill me, you will never kill science. Because as long as human exists, science will thrive. You want a season one example of what you're saying? What? The water wheel. Oh, yeah. Pew, 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 pew. (laughs) Great invention. (laughs) Yeah, Chrome, he was able to make the water wheel without even knowing that existed. And impressed Senku. It is funny when Senku's like, you made a water wheel? And Chrome's like, "Nah." You know what it is already! I wanted to name it! Well, he didn't say that, but I'm yeah. sure he wanted That's to. That's so bad! <laughs> he has ADD, right? He's got something. ADHD? <laughs> I think he and um, the Ruby ship, Ruby is Kuhaku's twin, is really cute. I never cared for that ship. <laughs> yeah. Then I feel like... Okay, I feel like we gotta talk about Gen next. Because that's that's the main cast. Gen is um the gay E-boy who betrays the main bad guys of the series, Sukasa, and joins Senku's team because he was so impressed Senku could do math, he decided to do treason for him. Oh, that's my favorite scene <laughs> of Gen's. But um You wanna explain that? I think this is the point where um Sukasa takes Gen to I think get the nitric acid. Yeah. And Gen sees a date, and he's like, wait, is this accurate? Was this some dude who was just counting time and thinking, you know, figuring out that this is the date of when he's? I guess somebody came out, because I don't think at that point he knew Senku. Yeah, he just thought, whoever did this was amazing. Yeah, and then when he picked up the habit, because when they made the telescope, it was for Senku's birthday. So gay. (laughs) So, so gay. Um... I don't care what your opinion is, if you don't think Gun's a little gay, you're wrong. Okay, this is the thing that pisses me off the most. Okay, so Dr. Stone's all about people who got petrified turned into stone, correct? Mm-hmm. And they, when they all get out of the stone, they all have cracks in their skins to represent um how long they were in the stone. I forget the, why they explained the science of that. It's a cool feature, don't get me wrong. Why does his hair turn right, though? I think his hair is dyed white. No, because if you look at all the magicians, you know, and him in modern day, it's completely black. I don't know. I just assume it's dyed. But if it's some kind of weird science... I mean, technically, he, he's the only boy with black hair in general. Oh my goodness, you're right. Isn't that weird? Oh, that's so... Huh. I think it's funny. Um, I love Dr. Stone with the attention to details because Gen was doing a little funky pose. So someone asked, hey, what was Gen doing when he was petrified? And the author was like, oh, he was doing a magic show. Ah. And then when he saw the um, petrification beam, like the flash of lights, he just thought it was special effects. <laughs> that must suck to be like in a middle of a performance and be like, oh, what the fuck? At least he's indoors or something. Indoors! I actually didn't like Gen in the beginning either. Oh, how come? I I thought he was just kind of showboaty and I thought it was gonna be all sleight of hand things. Yeah. But I didn't realize there was gonna be some intelligence behind Gen. Telescope scene was probably where you see him at his most intelligent because he picked up that habit as well. Obviously, there's gonna be more scenes after season one where you really see that Gen's a genius. But. Because besides the... Because I didn't think the line was too impressive. I didn't think the sleight of hand was too impressive. But the fact that he does this on top of the intelligence is what made me like Gen. It's funny because, again, he kind of seemed like the Ogata character in Golden Kamuy, over, like, oh, what side is he on? Because he betrayed Tsukasa, he could betray Senku. and That was also annoying. The whole, like, Kohaku couldn't trust him, but then it just turns out he was really gay for Senku. <laughs> and, um, he also reminded me of another book we read called Liar Game. In Liar Game, um, I wouldn't recommend reading it. They basically teach you a bunch of, um, psychological things to use to manipulate people. Lagging did that better though. Lagging did it better, don't you? But that's their focus. Yeah. Dr. Stone's focus is not really the manipulation part. Yeah, Like my, one of my favorite scenes is Gen being manipulative, I would say, in the third major arc. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Moving on to my boy. Move over again. It's Kinro time. The character no one really cares about. I actually really like Kinro. Um, I just wish there was more of him. Okay, I, we're going to introduce Kinro and his brother Ginro. Is he the little brother? Is he the older brother? Is he the twin? No one knows. It's just Kinro and Ginro. I thought Kinro was older. I don't think they ever confirmed that. Oh, weird. Yeah, I really like Kinro, but the- Ginro is one of the characters that exists on almost every Shonen manga that you can tell the author really likes, but no one else likes. Because you have- that was Mavis and Zeref in, um, Fairy Tail. That was- I have an example, I, I can't think of it on the spot without taking 20 minutes. You know what's hard though, is that Kinro doesn't really add much. But Ginro does because he adds like a comedic part or even a cowardice part because at least it's something different. That's fair. Yeah, I really, okay my favorite scene of Kinro and Ginro still is Kinro being like, we have to protect our village because that's our job. I don't know how they got that job it seemed like they should be rotating shifts but whatever. <laughs> and then this character named Hyoga comes and he totally decimates Kinro and Kinro's like, Ginro, you have to cut the bridge because the bridge is what's the only thing separating the bad guys from like the children. Or connecting. Yeah. And then Ginro, he starts to cut the Bridge, but then he just starts crying because he's like, You can't expect me to kill my brother. I love that scene. I that's like my favorite Ginro scene. It just kinda makes me upset because even from the beginning, Ginro got all the scenes. Like Ginro got the scene where like, he went with Chrome and Senku to get the sulfur. Oh, yeah, and he saved um, Chrome. Yeah, and Kinro's only scene was almost dying on that bridge and getting glasses, I think. Oh, I guess the whole fight... He's hot with glasses, though. He is. Oh, my God, Kinro is... Hey, if you guys are on the fence of Dr. Stone, just introduce Kinro. I know everyone likes Gen, but holy shit, Kinro. <laughs> my man. Anyways, going past the brothers. No, please. <laughs> um, we're gonna go- going to go into little Sika. Sika. okay. Suika is the only little kid character that doesn't annoy the shit out of me. Yeah, she's super cute. Just super useful. Helpful. Yeah. And I really like the scene where Suika's whole thing is that she has a inf how do you say the word? Inferiority? Inferiority? Oh, um Whatever. She has a complex about not being useful because she has fuzzy eyes disease where she can't see well. So she always trip. And Senku's like, Oh, you don't have a disease. You're just a little bit visually impaired. So I'm going to make glasses for you. And there's a beautiful scene of Suika seeing for the first time and she's taken, um, to the sunflower field. So the first thing she sees is like a bunch of sunflowers. It's so cute. I don't know. I don't know why they never go back there. You can get some seeds. And then what? Make a nice salad. Yeah, it's better with that shitty ramen. Yeah, so there's not much to talk about Suika. Oh, but there's a lot to talk about Kaseki. Oh, uh, this Guild Hunt, Guild Hunters Nation ex- Guild. I'm I'm not gonna say it. It's too hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like guilt Nation Wise. Sure, I love Kaseki. Um, especially when he becomes a buff man, and it's just because he's just just like this artisan. And it's like okay, that's kind of cool. Because a buff man, I can do anything. It's like holy shit, I really like um the Doctor Stone opening one because they saw Kaseki making the glass, and it's such a cool visual oh, shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like he's like reversed because the reflection of the glass, and then it shows to him, and then it transitions to Suika because Kaseki was brought on to introduce the glass. And then that's why it makes sense why it leads to Suica on the flower fields. Oh, glass blowing is like one of the most beautiful crafts-making skills ever. Oh, yeah. I remember watching Discovery Channel, and every time a show came on was glass blowing, I ran. Yeah, it's so cool. The only thing that's maybe cooler is sugar blown. Oh, yeah, that, that's so similar. Yeah, but sugar blown is just cute because it's sugar, right? And it gets all that dessert theme stuff. Yeah, oh, you ever seen like people make those Japanese candies where basically it's the same thing as um, glass blowing because they have to blow into the sugar but then they make it into like a swan or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, really cool. I just love Kaseki. He he brings something that no one else has. Yeah. There's no other artists. And he has that beautiful scene with Chrome and Senku about like, oh, no one really got me before, so I wish I had friends who would build with me. And Chrome's like, what are you talking about? You have us. And they show like, oh, age isn't a factor to them. Because technically, Senku's the oldest. Oh, it's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) And now we go into the villain of Dr. Stone. Tsukasa. I was going to say religion eh, they're not against religion well it's the only enemy of science i can think of <laughs> <laughs> but yes okay Sukasa is the i want to say the high school ultimate martial artist but that's not correct that's dongo mompa <laughs> but he was first introduced to protect Senku and Taiju by being like the strength that can kill anything because Senku was the brains Taiju was the stamina and Sukasa was the bronze Sukasa is a great villain for this season one. And two, because it's such a, like, you could come out of the stone and do either Senku's way or Sukasa's way. Yeah, cause like, there's so little villains who their values actually make complete sense and they aren't just batshit crazy. It's a good foil. Yeah. And his, it's very interesting how he, he runs his kingdom compared to how Senku runs his. Now I do like the idea of Sukasa. I'd like the foil. I don't know if I like him as a character too much. He's very bland, that's the only problem. Like his backstory makes sense of why he's so morally grey, but there's not much some substance in his soul. I wonder if season two makes that better? But from looking at Season 1 things, he is a bland character, and he's one of those villains that sends out his minions, so it makes him in the, like the background of the plot. Okay, so there's a Dr. Stone rumor that the Stone Wars arc was rushed because the editor felt like the arc's been going on too long. So I feel like that may have made Sukasa's character suffer. Maybe, but, oh, Season 2 is going to have some great battles. Mm. I think Sukasa's biggest... I guess his flaw is that all his other lackeys were so much more, had so much more personality than him. Which is weird, because they're also aloof like him. Yes. But for some reason, they just had something that gave them a little more. You know why? I think it's because another villain that was, like, kind of Sukasa's right-hand man, Hyoga, actually went the best, ba- sh- kind of like the evil route. Like, he actually got people killed. That's true. So uh, Tsukasa's always this weird middle guy. He wasn't Senku, but he wasn't um Hyoga. You know what's also? Sukasa doesn't bring anything from his past, besides That's- his strength. Yeah. Like, not even, like, any, like... I think he's like an MMA fighter, right? Yeah. So you don't see any MMA skills from him. While well, Hyoga has the bamboo spear. Yeah. And Homura is the gymnast. Yeah. Homura is like Hyoga's weird lackey. It was a weird relationship. It was a bit. You know what? Why don't you like Homura more? Because she kind of falls under your lovey-dovey girl section. I cannot look past the fact she's just Kohaku with a sakura flower skin. I mean mean, like I love gymnasts. I love the whole stoic type. I just cannot her design is so uninspiring She's pink. She's literally just pink Kohaku and pink is a good color I okay I don't understand the creator this because there's a character in the manga this slight spoilers I won't say too much about her. Her name is Luna and she's completely pink and I'm just like hey creator of um, Dr. Stone stop making characters that's completely pink Let's be fair, though. It's all Borichi's fault. Okay, fair enough. Oh, by the way, um, Dr. Stone, they have a Korean artist. That's why the, the, all the art kind of seems different from regular manga. But they have a Japanese manga artist. I mean, writer. Yeah. And he does... Holy shit, they should give more credit to the science consultant. They go to that man a lot. Yeah, Kurare. Yeah, like, respect to him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Sukasa's okay. I like Yoga. Homura's whatever. She's, she's definitely way more bland. So yeah, so season one of Dr. Stone is basically just literally building everything they need for the fight in season two. That is, yeah. Yeah, so season... But don't get us wrong, season two, they still build things. It's just not as much as season one. Because season one, you literally had to find things in the periodic table. Yeah, and I think season one is... All the inventions are more individual and micro in a sense. Mm. While season two should start getting bigger and more macro. Yeah, the inventions, they ramp up, baby. I'm interested to see where season two ends. Because the Stone Wars arc is a bit short because of the whole editing rumor. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, what's the arc that, um, went after the Stonewall arc? Like the Age of Discovery arc, correct? Uh, something like that. It's more about travel, that's why. If my favorite characters do not get introduced in Season 2, then what is the point? You have the manga, and probably Season 3 then. I'm gonna knock everything over! Say you goodbyes now! Okay, thanks guys. Bye. <sighs> <laughs>